The following program may contain language. Discretion is advised. But Saturday evening, if you win, you become the heavyweight champion of the world. You have an after party here in Hakkasan. It's Las Vegas, Sin City. So how lit does John Jones get getting the victory Saturday evening? I'm not getting lit at all. You guys... <laughs> Amen. You guys don't want to see me lit. Uh, yeah, I, I just leave it at that, yeah. performance tonight. Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. I've been waiting 31 months to get on this damn mic and to call these people out right now. It's my time to shine. So Miley Cyrus, <laughs> will you be my Valentine? I'm so happy. Viva Mexico, Lee! Viva Mexico! Conor McGregor, surprise, surprise. There's a new king in the lightweight division. Juliana Pena, you just shook up the world. Everybody, everybody, I come here for everybody. Kill everybody. I'm the champ, I'm the king, get everybody. Go ahead and excuse my friends, but you You know me saying, lad, I'm a scouter. We don't get knocked out. And everybody, thank you. And this is still my boy. This is not over. Welcome, everybody, to the Pre-Punch Podcast here on SNME Radio. I am one half of your hosting team, Little Brady Wedham, my partner in crime. It happened again. <laughs> Chris Tidwell. Hello, Brady. What's up, my friend? How are you, brother? I was waiting to see if you remembered the name. I, I, I remembered this time. I just, I set you up. I had a feeling I was going to fail again, but it was there just to see if you'd catch me, and I fell off the fucking cliff. Now, we are taking a look at one of the biggest, if not the biggest, card of the year. The rest of the year will decipher if that's going to be true or not. But realistically, right now, in our present time, the biggest USC, UFC of the year, UFC 285. Johnny Bones Jones is back. Chris, what is your thoughts right off the gate? Right uh, off out the gate has been a long time. I think that rust is going to be a real thing. Uh, how can it not be? Uh, he's got a lot more to prove in this than Cyril Ghosn has. Uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a hell of a fight. I think that uh, me personally, and we'll get to it when we get more to it in the uh, main event, but this is good for the UFC because they don't have Connor right now who hasn't been fighting. The they they don't have somebody who's pushing that needle who's who's getting those those seats filled. S this fight for John Jones, they're hoping this is what happens. So I'm excited about this. This is going to be unbelievable. Um, but he's got a lot more to lose than Cyril Gon does, I think. Oh, I wouldn't 100% agree with you there. And just before we even get into any of the card, this is coming up march 4th which if you're listening to it it's going to be tonight but march 4th this begins one of the craziest seasons and if not craziest months of the ufc holy shit to start this off we're starting off with a bang the return of johnny bones dui jones versus the heavyweight champion cyril gun i do agree with you i think john's got a lot to lose or john has a lot to lose here um but cyril you know I don't think Jones has ever fought a man with a reach like Cyril gone. Yeah. I, I honestly think that his only hope in this one is to try to wrestle fucking for five rounds. Yep. 
um, because if you know, but the problem is, is every one of those rounds starts standing up. Holds and bows is is is, is got to be the plan. Is, these are, Holds these are and heavyweights. Bows. These are heavyweights. You know, and we don't know because we don't know what John Jones is walking around at, what he's going to weigh in at. You know what I mean? Last time we saw him, he weighed in at two hundred and five pounds. I think they're guesstimating about two forty five right now. So it's uh in three years to be able to put on thirty pounds, you know, of muscle like that. Mm-hmm. But are so normal things that we would bring up with fights like this: time off, gaining weight, going up in weight class, experience, all of this. Yeah. When it comes, that's all great in terms of talking about a normal human being. But we're talking about potentially, if not the greatest motherfucking fighter of all time, with the highest fight IQ that MMA has ever seen. We're also talking about a guy who comes from a a family of athletes monsters you know what i mean like he's the small guy uh compared to his brothers <laughs> yeah. you know who both play in the nfl yeah like, this footballs. is it is footballs. unbelievable the athleticism that uh this family has so for john jones to do this i think the three years is probably a great layoff for him personally Okay. Because it allowed him to kind of step away, take care of his problems. There's nothing worse than trying to concentrate on a camp, concentrate on all the things you want to do uh, while you've got your personal life in, you know, shambles. Um, so for him to have that time off. Yep. Cool. Now the downside of that, like I said, ring rust. And I think it's going to be a real thing. Uh, I think it's going to be a real thing. And the UFC's experiment is going to be, that's nice. We're not giving you another title shot. Next up, you're going to get somebody, you know, you're going to get a Curtis Blades. Oh, okay. So you think that would be the name that they would throw at John if he doesn't get past Cyril, eh? Yeah. Is Curtis, yeah. Okay, now before we get into talking and completely breaking down that main event, let's go over the actual televised prelims, not the earliest, earliest prelims. We don't want to take all your time, but we'll go over the televised prelims and put together the massive, massive parlay bet that Tid will come up with here. Now, if you listen to the last episode, I apologize. I personally apologize, but here's the thing. I can't apologize any farther than, I'm sorry your dollar is gone. But if, if it went the other way, you would have so much money right now and you would have all, like, you would have all bought us dinner. Right. Absolutely. What was the if, if if no one checked out the last show and this is the first time you're checking out the show, we had a one dollar parlay that led into a three hundred and sixty thousand dollar plus bet. Unbelievable. Insane. Right. It didn't happen. No, it wasn't even that far fetched. Well, when I was listening to it, I thought it was far fetched. Then I went back and reviewed it and I was like, wow, this should all kind of make sense here. Like this we're could gonna, this could pay out. We're going to be a little bit more uh, reserved. OK, this time around. We're not looking uh, for that big payday. Well, uh, you'll see. All right. All right. Well, let's start it off with this. The earliest prelim. What time is that going to be? Eastern Standard. That's usually what? Around 8, 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. All right. So our first. Wow. Wow. We're starting off hot with Julian Marquez versus Marc-Andre Burial. We're having the American boy versus our Canadian fella. So where are you at on this, my friend? So both of these guys got to come in hot. They got to come in strong. Both of these guys are coming off of losses. Yep. Uh, you know, Anthony Hernandez actually just beat Mark Andre uh, by submission in this one. Um, and Julian Marquez lost to Gregory Rodriguez by KO. Yes. That's a big thing to come back from. And Mark Andre Barrio has heavy 
heavy hands. Oh, he's, so, he's a monster. He's got six first round finishes. So Julian Marquez doesn't want to walk into something like that. Uh, I think that this one is going to be something that goes the distance. Oh, wow. Okay. I honestly do. So I think you just straight up take the win in this one at a minus 125. Uh, is it, you know, 120, 125. Who knows what it's going to be by the time the doors close. You know what I mean? But uh, I think you take Mark Andre to win this one straight up money line. By decision. That's where we're starting. Okay. Or just by money line. You're not even, you're just, no, you're just, just going out for the win. Just straight up money okay. line on this one because it is, it's a minus 125 to a plus 105. At the end of the day, it's two guys coming off of losses. They both need to have this win. I think that may, that's going to make both of them fight very conservative and okay. it's going to go to a decision. See, I actually disagree. I think I think uh, Marquez is going to come out a little bit reserved, but I think uh, Mark is going to come out just swinging. I actually call a first round knockout. All right, all right, that's where I'm at on it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I am stoked for that fight, though. I love watching any Canadian boy. Next up in the women's flyweight bout is going to be Vivian Arujo versus Amanda Rabas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Vivian Arujo, me being a, a, a card collecting fan and loving to chase really nice autographs, the best thing that I can say about Vivian Arujo is she has my favorite autograph out of uh, any UFC fighter. It's very nice penmanship. It looks beautiful. Outside of that, I think that's the best thing she has going for her, and I think Amanda takes this by decision, but that's just me. What do you got on the fucking table here? <laughs> Again, here it is. You got two girls now that are coming in off of losses. It's a yep. uh, Amanda's getting a minus 130, 132 about, and Vivian's coming in at a plus 112 in this one. I think that probably has something more to do with the fact that, like, Vivian's loss was to Alexa Grasso, her last one. Grasso's a beast. Decision, right? yeah. And she's fighting for the championship later on tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> right? So <sighs> Grasso, Grasso is a dog fighter, man. Amanda, Amanda's last one was a decision, split decision from uh, Caitlin Chikagian. I think that you take Amanda in this one. I think that this one, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get finishes in girls' matches. It really, really is. Yeah. But I think I think that you take Amanda Hebos in this one by decision. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're pretty much on the same page there. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna parlay that up. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We're 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 adding them up. We're adding them up. It's already up there. Next up in the middleweight division. Yeah, Derek Brunson versus somebody who was like, if you would have asked even two years ago what people thought about uh, Drickus Duplicis, they would have said, "Oh my goodness, this is the next coming of Christ." But he's had a weird kind of career here, and he's had a weird couple last fights. Like he did pull off the win his last his last showing. But I do feel like we haven't actually seen the real, true, you know, art that uh, Duplicis is actually going to bring to the to MMA. Well, like, he's he's won his last five in a row. Did he? Oh, he did win his last five in a row. You're right. right. So, so I mean, and and but, but at the end of the day, his you, last yeah. his last one was a submission win over Darren Till. Yeah. So it's the fight. It was the fight before that that was where he was uh, three quarters loopy. Right. Yeah. And you're talking about you're talking about Derek Brunson. His last fight was a KO loss to uh, Jared Cannonier. There's no yeah. shame in that. Prior to that, he's won four in a row. So like this is a this is actually a fight that the guy who came in off of a win and the guy who came off of a loss 
really doesn't make a lick of difference. The numbers on this are pretty even, though. You got Derek Brunson coming in at about a plus 185, yep. and uh, uh, Duplessis is coming in at a minus 220 on this one. So, I and I just got to put this out there. Yeah. Is it just me, or is am I the only person that can't stand Derek Brunson's face? This guy could slap me in his sleep. I'm telling you, you know, I'm not going to talk shit about his, who he is as a fighter. That's, I can't stand this man's face. He always looks like he's about to cry in there. Maybe he's just happy to be there, bro. No, he looks like he's about to cry. Like oh. he's like, he's, he's worried, but he's not. Cause I've seen him knock motherfuckers out. Right. While looking like he's about to shed a tear. He says that face. I don't know. Just, anyway, who do you take? He's deep. <laughs> he's deep. Uh, I, I listen, I think you take Duplacis. Yeah, same. Second round knockout. Oh, wow. I was actually going to drag this out to a decision. No, I think this one, uh, he's going to have, he really has to come out hot in this one because, you again, we're talking about a guy in Derek Brunson who has won, you know, four of his last ones, and he's going to come out hot and swinging. And well, angry, Derek has to because right? by the he time third round, every to. time the third round hits, he starts yep. getting wobbly legs. Yeah. Yep. He just uh, he does. That's his one of his like big traits, right? Is that third round he comes out and he's just usually gassed because he goes so go. hard in that first and second round. Do you think he's chasing the takedown? He's gonna have to chase a yeah. takedown. Yeah. After the first round, he's gonna chase a takedown and he's gonna get caught. Okay. There you go. All right. Next up is the main event of the prelims. We have in the bantamweight division, Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. I got nothing here. I want Cody to win. I don't I don't think there's anything left. Cody has to win. I don't think there's anything. Cody left. absolutely has to win. Uh, actually both of these guys. Both of they, these guys have to win. Trevin yeah. Jones has lost his he's lost three in a row. They're not giving him another shot. Oh, Cody he lost Gar- I thought he was only on a two fight losing streak. Cody Garbrandt has lost four of his last five. Yeah, Cody's but he has a name. And they like him, so they're giving him another shot. So this is like basically they're tossing him what they think is a softball. The only person that doesn't think that probably is Trevin Jones. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's- so he's going to come out because he do- he also wants to keep his job. This is going to be a hell of a fight to watch. Um, but I really don't think that there's a whole heck of a lot in Cody's gas tank to knock him out. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that he's going to have you know, the ability to submit him. Uh, Trevin Jones's last was a was a decision against Hani Barsalis. So, I mean, he knows how to tough out a fight. So I think Cody Garbrandt is going to uh, win this one in a snooze fest decision. Oh, my goodness. In a snooze fest decision because he's just going to try to do enough to keep his job. Well, if you put a gun to my head and you said I had to pick somebody, I would take Cody just because I – like, I'm not one of those guys that tries to jump off the train. I was a big Cody fan when I first seen him. Some of his interviews have been, yeah. But I just, when it came to how much of a dog he was in those fights, I just, you, how can you not love that, right? right? But the thing about Cody now is I watch him and I worry. I just don't want to see him fight anymore. I don't want to see him get slept anymore. I'm like, all right, man, I don't want to see anybody get slept that much. It's almost the BJ Penn thing where you're like, okay, you know what? Let's yeah. force this out. He thinks he's He thinks his head is moving, but it's not. It's not moving at all. It is not. No, you it's know, not. He required, he, 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 uh, he tried to use too much footwork, like his fights. You know, I think those two fights with TJ might have just like, fight was it, nuts. It, it just taken it out of him. But then he started to implement that, you know, uh, Dom footwork, 
Yeah. That, you know what I mean? And it worked for him. But then then he got caught. He got and... caught. And I've noticed the last couple fights, too. He just he he's a pocket guy, man. And that's where he performs the best. Right. He wants you swinging. He wants to dogfight you. And he's like he's a get knocked out or knock you the fuck out kind of 100%. fighter. And that's and... why they like him. Yeah, and that's why it's just you just stole the words out of my mouth. That's why he's loved, right? Yeah. So going on to the main card now, but before that, let's take a little break and hear from some of the sponsors. Do you agree? Absolutely do. Bukaki. Big shouts out to our sponsors. The Handshaking Team. Go to thehandshakingteam.com or facebook.com slash handshakingteam where you can check out their live auctions where they sell wrestling memorabilia, wrestling action figures, autographs, you name it, they auction it off. In terms of wrestling merch, cheapest place to find the coolest stuff. So check out the Handshaking Team. Next up, the awesome toy show. Sunday, March 26th at the Small Arms Inspection Building in Mississauga. This will be the first ever event in Mississauga history to give a trip away to WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania Hollywood. Also featured four-time Emmy Award-winning TV host Chris Van Fleet. He will be in the house and he will be doing an official meet and greet along with a Q&A session with everyone in attendance. In addition to that, Impact Wrestling's own current X Division champion, Dre Miguel, along with Aiden Prince, will be there doing a meet and greet as well. So check out the awesome toy show in Mississauga at the Small Arms Inspection Building, Sunday, March 26th. Sportcards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. Welcome back, UFC fans. We are moving to the main card here. Shouts out to Total Sports and the rest of the sponsors. You guys are the best. We are here on the SNME Radio, Sunday night's main event. And opening up the card, outside of Rogan and the boys talking, the next thing you're going to see in the middleweight division, Jamie Pickett versus, may I say it, the prodigy, Bo Nickel. Yeah, these numbers are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> silly. Bonkers. We were talking Jamie before Pickett we started recording at a here. Plus 800 Bo Nickel at a minus yeah. 1400. This is disgusting. This is the kind of bet that you don't even put on your <laughs> Because really? it's just gonna it's just gonna mess with the numbers. Okay, so we're bad. we're moving you know this I mean? rate out of the parlay. It, we're not betting yeah, on this yeah, at all. Because I mean the, the the listen, the money the the line on this is so ridiculous that everybody knows, you know, he's going to win by submission, probably in round one. So I think you just stay away from it altogether, right? At at minus fourteen hundred for that. <laughs> it's almost it's insane. Uh, 
right? You got to have Drake money to make any kind of money off of this. Even then, you're not making any money off of this. It's no. not happening. You might no, as well just watch is, the fight and enjoy it. This fight is a parlay killer right here as far as like, you know, because it's a numbers game, obviously, so right? you're going first round submission. Yes. No bet. No. Okay. I'm going for, I'm actually going first round knockout. And the reason why I don't think Pickett has a chin that can handle that follow through punch that he threw on the contender series. <laughs> Holy shit. He fucking punched a human being and picked him up and ran through him all at the same. Bo nickel. I honestly it. think is a prodigy. I, I really hope he has a chin on him. I'd love to see how long this career is going to last because I think he has a long career. I think we're watching another bones Jones. There you go. Yeah. So moving on from that, we're not betting anything on that. We're going to the lightweight bout. Holy shit. Gamrot versus tarantula. Yeah, this fight, I mean, listen. Good night, Gamrot. This is what I'm thinking because he came off of a, like, listen, his last fight was a loss to yeah. um, um, Benil Dariush. His next fight's no, going to no be a No shame loss, in that as well. But Jalen Turner is fucking monster. To, yeah, he's going to wrap him up. It's disgusting. He's, he's going to wrap him up very quick, uh, I think, in this one. And uh, I've got Jalen Turner first round submission. Jalen, watching Jalen Turner get better every single fight. Like, I'm not talking, like, just a little bit. He is right. leaps and bounds every time he gets in there again from where he was the last fight. And if he does that exact same thing that he did from these past two fights where he just came in, was a completely different human being. It was like he – it's like the tarantula takes and, – and obviously he's not, but it's like the tarantula is on steroids every – like, he just comes in better version of himself every time, and I think we're about to see an actual murder here. So I I uh, I agree with it. I'm taking <laughs> tarantula by murder in any round. Right. Yeah. All right. Next up is technically this might be my Kona main event. I don't know why I love this kid so much. Shavkat versus Jeff Neal. What do you think about Shavkat? We've never actually talked about this before. I don't even think in person. What is your feelings on Shavkat? He's actually one of the guys. He's what's he coming in at? A minus five hundred. Yeah, they've got a lot of of juice behind this guy because they think they think that a guy like Jeff Neal, who's coming in at a plus three fifty in this, yeah, you wouldn't normally think that. Like Jeff Neal is a fucking heavy hitting southpaw, and no he's a, he's a grinder. It. He he yeah. figures shit out. Yeah, but. You know, Shavkat's one of these guys. When your when your name ends in a V, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 he's sixteen and zero. It's for a reason. Well, and the thing uh, he's the thing about Shav, machine. he he, I don't even know how he makes welterweight. Like he's almost one of those those Hamzat kind of guys where you're like, this dude should be middleweight if not fighting. Like he could probably fight at light heavyweight eventually at later on in his life. I think everybody calls that father's plan now is what it's being referred to. Father's plan. Makes, that's how he makes weight. Father's plan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who are you taking? Who are you? You're taking Shavcat by murder or uh, yeah, Shavcat by submissions? By submission. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. By submission. I think it's going to be one of those. It's going to be, unfortunately <laughs> for Jeff Neal, it's going to look very much like when Shemayev got in there with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Leach or or Kevin? Uh, Kevin Holland. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I think it's just going to be a ragdolling. Yeah, 
I think this is the same thing with Leach. I, I think you're looking like the next fight to make probably is either have uh, Bo Nickel. Uh, if if Shabcat does come up the middleweight, you have Bo Nickel and Shabcat fight. Wow. Or, you, or, or if, and I know this is the fight that everyone wants to see, and I just sound like a broken record, but this is the fight I've been trying to fucking see myself for the past six months. Why aren't we watching Hamzat versus Shavkat? Why is uh, that not a thing yet? I think that uh, it should be. It should be, but I think that they're they're slowly building that. I don't want to see that. Life is short, man. Give me that fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree, and I would love to see that fight. Um, but I think that that's a fight that gets. I think that's a fight that you could do as a main event for like a fight night or something like that. But well, Hamza's a pay per view guy now. You're never going to get this, him on a fight yeah, night card ever again. This yeah. is this is the problem with yeah. Ever right. again, you'll never see that guy not on a. But it's not a pay per view on a on a. It's not a pay per view main event. That fight, Shavkat versus well, not not right now, no. Unless there was a number one contendership or or a belt on the line or interim championship, something there, right? You're yeah, but I just want to see the fight, whether it's in my backyard or it's in the fucking octagon. I think it's a sin that we're not watching Shavkat versus Hamzat. That's fair. Let's make it happen, nation out there. Call let's do it guys let's come on put up. that energy out let's do the law of attraction or the secret or whatever the fuck you're into next up Manifest main event of the eating let's get the co-main event music in right there up in the women's flyweight division we have a title belt alexa grasso versus the bullet valentina shashanko is the yeah. bullet just going to try and close out her career as being flawless or is that what's happening here well, here's the problem that I see with that. Um, I think that, it, or is it going to be a case of she finally gets Anderson Silva? Is Alexa Grasso the Chris Weidman of this equation? Does this hmm. happen? It, it, who was who was Shevchenko's last fight? It was Talia Santos. And yeah. she barely got away with that with a split decision. Is she getting bored in there? Is there a challenge? Wrestling, you know what I mean, didn't work out that well for her. That's what Alexa Grasso does. The numbers on this, the numbers on this are actually like Shevchenko's at a minus 625 to uh, a plus 450. Those numbers sound pretty good to me on this one. Yeah, they're, they're actually not you bad know what at I mean? all. Grasso can grind this out. And if she can grind this out, she's got a shot at winning this. You th you actually see Grasso I, winning this I, fight? I absolutely see that. On Earth or on Mars? I see it being a possibility. Now, does that happen? Does she get all of a sudden get starstruck when she gets in there with this? Like, which happens with a lot of people when they're yeah. across the cage from somebody of the caliber of, you know, Shevchenko. It's got to be almost like you, it, for the ladies, it's got to be like staring across from Tyson. It, it's it's got to be the same thing. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, put me in there right now, and I'm gonna shit myself. Right. So, but I do think that Alexa Grasso has the tools to do it. I think that she's doing very well recently, and I think that uh, who knows? I think that the the numbers are right on this at plus four fifty. Yeah, you put some you put some cash down on that by decision. <laughs> okay. A split decision win. Obviously, you can tell by the way I'm talking. I have bullet in whatever round she decides, uh, whether that's decision or she just – I feel like she's going to play with her food for a bit, but I do think we're going to see a finish. And I, I hope so. Knockout. I hope so for her sake, 
because she needs it coming off of her last performance. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think her, but I think people have off nights. That could have been one of her off nights. Or I don't know, if I don't see much if she's so much bored. It just very well could have been an off night. Yeah, but you can't have that when you're standing across the cage and somebody's trying to kill you. Well, and trying to hold you on the ground too for five rounds, apparently, right? So you think Grasso takes this on decision? Well, you're she's betting that way to try and get this parlay up, I feel. Absolutely. Like. Now, normally the main event music would be metal and all that stuff, but because this is so epic, we're going to put in some like orchestra music. Right here, main event music. We have for the heavyweight title, the official heavyweight title. No interim. This is the official title. John Jones versus Cyril Gunn. What the hell, man? What? <sighs> is going on in the world today people are fighting feuding john bones is fighting the monster at heavyweight last time he fought was february of 2020. i think right before that was when we had lockdown you're right for covid happened in march if i'm not mistaken something like that right yeah so out of all of the things that Bones Jones caused during this last reign and fight inside of the cage, all of the DUI stuff, all of the hit and run stuff, nope, I'm saying it right now. John Jones is responsible for COVID. <laughs> he was like, fuck it. You're all gonna watch me get bigger until I get into heavyweight, we're gonna lock y'all down so you can't do anything. It's gonna be no fights. And I'm just gonna get swole as shit and move up into the heavyweight division. Man, I got tears, man. Okay, so <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. That's not yeah. a thing. He yeah. didn't do yeah. that. Would he go to Wuhan? Okay, we're not getting into yeah. this shit yeah. in yeah. this podcast. Earth is shaped like a hot dog. Yeah. All I know is if he birdhouses are just to reprogram the birds for the government. We're going through this. All right. If he attacks, (laughs) if he attacks Cyril Gunn like he did that fucking police car, he is walking out with a win. Yes. The problem is, is we're talking about a guy in Cyril Gunn whose last fight was knocking out (laughs) Ty Tuavasa. Yeah. A gigantic like like that's trying that's trying to knock out. Tied to Avasa. I know his car is stronger than that fucking. Or sorry, his car. His head is stronger than the car. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the old game? The old what was it? Kung Fu Fighter game, where the in the you know the stand up arcade game, and then the in between was that the one where you had the the bull would come running at you, and you had to throw like the perfect fucking punch oh. into his forehead to make him stop. <laughs> that was Mike Tyson's punch out. No, no, no. There was that, but there was because there was there the was raging bull, and you come down, you got to punch him in the gut and stop. Yes, him. but no, there, there was a an actual bull in this kung fu fighter type game. Oh, Absolutely, fuck, I, don't yeah. I an arcade game, an arcade game. You're, you're a couple your years. Time. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm in like the '80s baby, right? So I got like the uh, I got like the late end of the '80s games where I started yeah. realizing it was going rampage, all that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't into the asteroids and stuff. Karate Champ. Are you talking about Karate Champ? I don't know. Look could be karate voice. champ i think the pro- our producers <laughs> chiming in and screaming karate champ so and i think it's one of his favorite games so i would assume it's karate champ all i right, think he knows all right so you're you're taking my okay before we even get into that yeah realistically is there any way 
that if John Jones does take down Cyril Gaon, that Cyril Gaon learned his lesson from being in there with Francis and being held on the ground. Like, there's got to be, he had to have worked on some of this takedown defense and getting up off of, off of his back. That had to have been worked on. So when people are like, you know, Francis hold him down and he did it with a bum leg and all this stuff, like John's going to do this easy. Maybe then during that fight, but that's, you know, a year, we're a year and it's, a half out from that. It's going to come down to whether or not John Jones knows how to roll with heavyweights, real heavyweights, not guys that just put it on the last couple of years, but guys that have been living as heavyweights, fighting as heavyweights for the last 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're talking about a guy in Cyril Gunn who's got the skill. He's a very, you know, you look at him and it doesn't look like he's wasting a lot of energy either in his, in his stand-up game. You know what I mean? He's very precise, um, but he's very calc and very calculated about where he throws his shots. Um, so in the stand-up game, yeah, he's got a chance. It's going to come down off of that first shot. The first time, is, can John Jones get inside of him to try to wrap him up to take him down? If he can, can he keep him down? There's a lot of questions, and like I said earlier, there's there's a lot more on John Jones with this one than there is on Cyril Gaon. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and I do I agree with you on that. I think everybody would say the same thing. There's a, there is a massive legacy here. Yeah. And I don't think that, uh, you know, even listen, that whole legacy thing is, is way overrated in my opinion. Cause legacy doesn't put cars in the garage. Legacy doesn't, you know what I mean? Put swimming pools in your backyard. Big money fights does that. Yep. And this is, and John Jones knows after he got done cleaning out the light heavyweight division, right? Uh, he knows that the money fights are going to be at heavyweight. Absolutely. Look at boxing traditionally. Look at fighting traditionally. The money fights are at heavyweight. Do you look think what he... Brock Lesnar could do? Could you imagine? Well, he called day, out Brock years ago, right? Well, let's say that that happens now. Can you imagine? Because Brock absolutely has that ability you and i both know when his contract is up john jones wins this and they can make that fight before the end of the year that would be insane are you realistically thinking that there could potentially be a oh, I'm fight high as fuck thinking <laughs> i was gonna say there's gotta be something going on here because i cannot see that happening <laughs> You should. I, I fucking wanted to happen. Imagine. Oh yeah, come on, come exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. While with we're John talking Jones, fantasy, with John Jones, no, it's not that much of a fantasy. I know it's not. Brady. I know. I know. Because I with know. John Jones in heavyweight now, they have the ability to make that kind of a fight. They one hundred percent have the ability to make that kind of a fight. I think they realistically get Francis back on board with less money. Like all the money that Francis wants, they can get Francis back on board to fight Jones for the for the for the real heavy like quotations real heavyweight title, easier than they could get Brock, and work with the Fed and get Brock over there. I think it's cheaper to, to book Nangano on a three fight fucking deal than it would be to get Brock to come over and fight at forty five fucking years old. Well, Is that forty five now or some shit? I think we're forgetting. I think we're forgetting the fact that it's it wouldn't be either one of those guys. Realistically, if you're keeping it in the house, it's going to be Stipe. It's going to be Stipe. You're going to get the, yeah. going to get the fight with the Stipe and yeah. John Jones if that happens. Now we're all saying this if that happens, right? 
uh, now. If it, it if it doesn't happen and Cyril Gon wins this, then he's you know going to get probably you know you know what would be a really fun fight honestly that would probably sell. Um, I mean, give him Derek Lewis. Give him a guy like Derek Lewis. You know what I mean? He's got to fight at a heavyweight guy, but Derek Lewis is a guy who's looking for a win. Derek Lewis is a guy who can knock John Jones into next week. <laughs> right. But Derek Lewis is a guy who's been on a downhill slide. So John Jones could probably take him down. You, so know what, you, you think, what you think that if Cyril pulls this off and it's not just a decision, but if he actually pulls this off in convincing fashion that John fights again at heavyweight. That Sorry. I don't think John fights again if he loses in like an actual, like if he loses a decision and it's a squeeze out. Decision, oh, he'll fight, he'll fight again because he just signed a new deal. Send a multi-fight deal. I think that he doesn't have to fight though. He, 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 yes, he does. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. You know what? With his life, he probably does actually have to fight. I'm probably yeah. talking more fantasy here. I think Brock's probably more realistic if him not. Okay, so what I think is actually going to happen, and yeah. it, it, call me crazy, I think Cyril's actually going to try and shoot on a takedown. Crazy. I think it's going to happen right away. I don't think Crazy I don't think his plan is to wrestle the motherfucker, so but I think he wants to put that out there because if he can throw down, if he can, <laughs> he can throw. You're crazy. I should have used this as the main event. Yeah, no, I honestly crazy think that I'm nuts because feeling. if this man, if this man can pull off a takedown and even just threaten him oh, with it. Oh, dumb. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, if the, <laughs> if the first round opens up and Cyril ends up trying to go in for a takedown, I'm a fuck. You know, I'm not letting you live that down. But I, I would like, I want to see Cyril go in for a takedown, threaten it at least, get John's thinking, oh shit, this motherfucker is actually going to try and take me down. Now you've got this even Steven thing. You've got a, you've got that John when he fought DC, which was different than John normally fighting guys when he go, when he was going into striking. Like he didn't really fear guys takedowns because he knew he was so good off of his back and he had great takedown defense takedown defense when he was fighting dc he moved differently he did actually fear that takedown 100 but so he was it, al- it was also it was also a lot more personal there you know when he fought dc he wasn't feeling any fear out of fighting dc you see i feel I mean? like he that second time he fought dc he was way more reserved like until he opened up like when he opened up that was different but i mean like in the beginning of the fight i felt like he didn't go in as hard as he did that very the first fight with dc which was like he went in that first fight with dc like this guy's fucking worthless like he shouldn't even be in this fight with me then he got picked up and dumped and he ended up pulling out the fight right but that second fight he came in a little bit more reserved the greatest thing that could happen would be for both of those scenarios to happen at the same time both guys shoot at the same time Oh my goodness, and, we're going and, for and, it. And run into each other head on and knock each other out right Double knockout. That would be fantastic. Are you betting on that? Because that's a bet somewhere. Like a double doink? A double doink. A double a double dink donk. <laughs> a double you, dink donk. Did you, in the biggest fight in the heavyweight division ever, these two knock each other out. There's, with there's a fucking no way. That's not, even a, that's not even a bet. There's no way that that's a fucking... Okay, there has I'm been gonna double have, K. I'm going to have to find that. A there's lines KO with double KOs. Yes. Wow. It happens. Both, I think we know the company that would have those out there. I think we'd both know that company that has that out there we, too. We, we both know, dog. So 
if you're going to actually <laughs> put a realistic bet on this and you're going to yeah. you're going to carry your parlay through because we want to we want to we want to shut this down and then we're going to we're, we're recording this a week early i'm going to check back in here at the end of this just make sure there's nothing changed if nothing's changed we're going to keep this the way that it's going but if there is anything changed any fighters pulled out miss weight etc cetera, etc cetera, we'll give you a quick heads up but as of now who are you taking in the main event what's the bet where are we going john jones by decision john jones by decision at what's the what's the betting odds on on johnny oh uh by decision he's like only here's the thing you have both of these guys uh knockouts are only like 270 to 290 by decision is like a plus 240 okay okay that makes sense i think he's going to wrestle fucking and i think he's going to try to play this safe so if you were using your $1 bet analogy, do you have this already in a prepped out that $1? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, considering that it's, it's as you just, you know, pulled back the curtain and alluded to uh, when we uh, recorded this, you got to remember some of the more fun bets are not yet available. Yes. Yes. But according to all of this, this would get you drum roll music, a $1 bet. Just over $12,000. It's still ludicrous. It's still a crazy bet. And this is conservative, ladies and gentlemen. So a $1 bet Canadian or American, wherever it's at, is going to get you $1,000, a one, a two, and a zero, zero, zero. Yeah. 12000 even? Uh, change. Give or take, Some give or take. Change. Okay, no 10 cents this time. You're no, not asking no for the ten. Ten. They can no they can keep the 10. They can keep they can keep the dime. <laughs> keep the dime. The way, dude, the way that that last one went, holy smokes. I'm surprised they didn't call me and say, "Yo, you owe us more money." I'm <laughs> That the, last one was uh was something. It was but MMA that card was just crazy. Kind. Hopefully the MMA gods will be much more kind on this one. Hopefully. As we get closer get and closer. Grand. Get closer and closer to that uh, Conor McGregor return. I can't wait to see what that card is going to look like. Oh, my goodness. All these interviews with Conor. Uh, I am getting so hyped, man. Even Chandler coming out. Like, I, it's funny because I guess there was, before we go here, there was a quick Conor Mac Life interview. You can find it on YouTube. It's his first interview in the uh, Tough House now or in the Tough Gym. And he goes up to Michael Chandler and he says to him, he goes, Hey, so we're fighting at 185, eh? <laughs> 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 I fucking love that uh, kid, man. Oh, that's going to be uh, such a good, good season. Even if they're respectful, you know it's going to be entertaining as hell. Both of them are great people. They're inspirational as hell. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, they both are really, really inspirational dudes. Love watching both of them fight. Love watching both of them in interviews. I am so stoked for Connor. I'm so stoked for the month of March. Tid, we are on SNME Radio where you can check out not only this show, but you can check out a whole fucking plethora of shows. And it sounds better when I put a big F word in front of it. You can check out a whole plethora of shows on SNME Radio. You can check us out on Instagram at SNME Radio. You can go to YouTube and check out SNME Radio. And you can go to SundayNightsMainEvent.com or Facebook at SundayNightsMainEvent. Check us on out. Tons of shows, tons of stuff going up here. Uh, Tid, what do you got going on in right now? You wanna plug anything? Uh, as always, the Godfathers of Podcasting, uh, oh. right here, new episode, uh, actually up now, 
Yeah. DSNME Network. A couple new episodes got posted up since the last uh, pre punch. There you go. You got Larry Um, Hankin. Larry Hankin was an awesome interview. My goodness, is he not a funny. (laughs) Fantastic, man. And you're also broadcasting live now on the Shuli Network, uh, YouTube. Go to youtube.com backslash at Shuli Network um and check it out there's a lot of really funny shows over there man uh, Bob not, it is not wrestling exactly. and sports related uh as great as the snme network is but they they have some fun they tell some jokes we uh we are over there live every thursday at 8 p.m uh come join the chat have some fun there's a super chat as well you know don't be afraid come roast um, bob levy yeah it's uh <laughs> there's some there's some interesting characters in there, that's for sure. So, it, uh, you know, I look. It's forward one to of the that. coolest teams of of guys doing something right now, and I'm I'm so stoked to not only see Godfather's on there, but I'm just stoked to see you on there, man. I know how much uh, that means to you, and and getting out there on the Shuli Network. I I fucking I'm so stoked that you're on there. So check out the Godfather's of podcasting here on SMNE Radio. If you want to check out the live video, like Chris said, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays on the Shuli Network. Guys, UFC 285. Holy shit, we got a night of fights coming up. I cannot wait. Tid? I cannot wait as well. This is going to be fantastic. Um, I think, you know, despite the couple of snoozers, I think this is going to pay off. uh, And you're going to have some really interesting questions going forward after this card. And as always, you guys know the drill. Wu-Tang is for the children. Peace. John Jones is the greatest of all time. He's beaten every human being he's ever competed against. He's the GOAT. The greatest mixed martial arts athlete we have ever seen. I'm the greatest of all. What you see with John is unprecedented talent. The youngest champion in UFC history. Took out generations of fighters, legend after legend. This next chapter will be where I show the world how great I can possibly be. I'm coming back to get what's mine. John Jones, the heavyweight debut, three years in the making. Going up against Cyril Gard for the undisputed heavyweight championship. John Jones, I'm very interested in that fight. How does John perform at heavyweight? Can John close the distances? He is fast. What is the three years off like? Is he better because he's fired up? Y'all must have forgot. You do not know what's going to happen until they step into that octagon. The greatest pound-for-pound fighter of all time. John Jones is back. But he has a very difficult task in front of him for the dangerous man. Zero guy. This man's absolutely terrifying. He has his eyes set on a heavyweight title. The kingdom is small. The greatest flyweight champion in UFC history, Valentina Shevchenko. Oh! She is a straight-up assassin. I'm the greatest alive.